Hello and welcome to the Audio Drama Hub podcast. My name is Kareem Cronfley and with me is Michael Hudson. Today we're going to do an event report. Kareem and some of the rest of the team were at the London Podcast Festival. The London Podcast Festival is a two-week festival of podcasts. Imagine that! And this year they've even given us a special audio drama cluster and add a podmakers weekend helping people create podcasts etc and specifically this sunday we had two well three key events for podcasters of the audio drama hue shall we say there was first off at two in the afternoon the dashingly quirky audio drama script competition winners uh, showcase whereby a group of talented artists and me put on two scripts one by maddie sell of Prick Willow Papers fame, and one by Steve Baldwin. These two scripts won a competition of 15 submissions to be performed at the London Podcast Festival, which was great. Sarah Golding, Fiona Thrale, myself, Leila Katib, and the amazing James Oliver, who came over all the way from the United States to join us as part of the team, acted in front of the audience with Headley Knights doing the engineering and Maximilian John doing the foley. It was a fantastic afternoon. We had a good audience there. And uh, we had a great deal of fun, and I think the audience liked it as well. So did you present the two scripts as is, or did you include the audience in any of the proceedings? Uh, well, this, this was a Sarah production, so naturally Foley and live Foley was a key part of the show. So Sarah in, always insists in her productions to bring the audience in as part of it. They helped give us some of the lines playing various additional roles, such as horses, and uh, American student jock types, and also providing various bits of foley, like uh, the rattling of horses' um, bridles and that kind of thing. So the audience got to have a good play as well with the fun bits of audio drama production. And, and you say you did live foley. What sort of equipment did you have to hand? We had a good selection. I think half of Sainsbury's vegetable aisle got massacred during the show with lettuces and other greenery getting stabbed, cut and generally ripped apart for the um, more interesting horror noises in one of the shows. And then we had, uh, for the gra- walking gravel noises, we had some granola being moved uh, with a trowel. And all these sounds made, came re- really well on the uh, on the recording, apparently. We couldn't hear it, but when it came on over the mic, Headley said it was fantastic. It, g- it gave the audience a real good show of how you can make things sound good with the weirdest-looking things to sound completely different. And was it all done live foley, or did you have like some sound effects and stuff? That we had some sound effects, with things like thunderclaps and stuff like that. Uh, did the actors uh, get any rehearsal time for this, or did you dive straight into it? Thankfully, no. We, we had a couple of online rehearsals in advance of the show just to make sure we knew our parts, knocked out any little rough edges on the scripts and got to know each other's pacing and that kind of thing. Um, with James in the US at the time and myself and the rest of the crew over here in the UK, timing was interesting, but uh, we, we got it done and it got us well prepared for the day. Did you all present using your standard voices or did, was there an opportunity to try out some different voices? Oh, there was definitely opportunities for different voices. Um, I got to play both Zeus, the Greek god, and... Typecasting. Yes, absolutely. But I got to use a particularly big and hefty voice for that one. And then I got to play an American jock, so there was an entirely different voice for that as well. Those were my pieces, and other people had different voices as well. Sarah, of course, had her full gamut of a number of different accents she used, uh, as brilliantly as she always does. It's interesting that you talk about the live shows, because there's been quite a lot of podcasts or audio dramas that these days are putting on live shows, and it's not a small amount of work. No. Uh, Pod UK in Mm. February, there was five or six of these live shows, which were uh, excellent. They were superb. 
It's a key method for a production team to make a bit of money out of their show, I suppose. If you have sufficient listenership and audience that may attract to a live show and you can make the live show something interesting and fun, um, then yes, people will tend to come along and, and have fun. Obviously, a large number of the community will typically come to the opening of an envelope if they happen to be in the area. Um, some from far away, though. And then audience members if they do as well. I know when we did Pod UK in February, random fan of a Scottish podcast we spoke to that you and I are in came along and met us in the pub on the Friday evening. So yeah, it's, and it's a great way to engage with the audience and get to meet people and have, and have fun away from the microphone as well. You, you mentioned something about recording just now. I assume that means the shows themselves were recorded. Yes. What's the plans for those? I'm assuming they're either going to go out on the Dashing Onions or the Quirky Voices feeds, or possibly even here. I'm not sure. We'll have to check. But they will certainly be released on one feed, other, or maybe multiple feeds. Jolly good. Wooden overcoats were there as well? Wooden overcoats were there in the evening. That was the big finale, for want of a better phrase. But before we got to wooden overcoats, we had effectively an audio drama get-together between the finishing of our show and the start of wooden overcoats, where we all generally got together, chewed the cud, drank a few alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages at dinner, and just generally chatted and caught up with everyone. We had people down from Glasgow. David Devereaux of uh, Tin Can Audio was there. Ollie from Canaan Fields. Some of the Rusty Quill people were there. Um, we fixed Space Junk, of course, because Headley was there and Beth. And, of course, James Oliva was there with us anyway. So he got to meet a load of people as well. Not forgetting the Victoriosity team who'd been looking after him in Oxford for a few days as well. It, it's something that's been picking up a lot in the last year or so, is actually get, getting these get-togethers of um, the community into the same physical space. It started off a little bit with the Wooden Overcoats live shows. It was it, A little bit happened there. And then... When Victoriosity did one of their live shows in Oxford, a lot of us got together. David Devereaux came down again. We had a very pleasant time in the pub afterwards. And then slowly, slowly, we got together more and more. Pod UK uh, in February at the Millennium Centre in Birmingham, which will be happening again this year. Look it up. We all got together and had a good time there. Uh, and then Ella Watts and Sarah and Liz Campbell of Wooden Overcoats have been working to organise the London audio drama get-togethers which happen in a pub on the third Thursday of the month, I think. And they're great. And once again, it's, it's sharing, chatting, opportunities being to network, basically, which is fantastic. I mentioned wooden overcoats. Yes. You mentioned wooden overcoats. And then you mentioned finale. So, so what happened there then? We had a couple of the uh, good episodes from season two. Um, they did live for us again. Superb writing by David K. Barnes and the team. And the team includes uh, fantastic writers from around the world uh, as well. But they were giving us a bit of a lament at the end, saying, you, know, it's, you may be sad that there aren't many more wooden overcoats. This, it's really hard to do them. They were probably wanting to hang up the microphones, etc. But then they announced they hadn't finished yet, and wooden overcoats season four will be released next summer, which went down to rapturous applause in the room. The sad thing is it will be the final Wooden Overcoat series, but the fact that we're going to get a final season is brilliant news. That is good news, and I think there'll be a Kickstarter to accompany that. So Kickstarter starting in the middle of October. So was there anything else that you wanted to mention about the weekend? Because it sounds like it was a lot of fun, but also a lot of work. It was a lot of work. It was a fun weekend. I wish, to be honest, I'd been able to go to more of the events over the two weeks of the, of the festival because there were some really good podcasts out there. I really wanted to catch some really interesting bits and pieces. I'll try and make sure I've got more time next year. I think on that note, that's the end of this episode. So thank you very much, Grim, for the update. Thank you, Michael. Take care. All Bye. the best. 